Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jill Reed, and this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Alan Minskoff is with me. He is a contributor to Audiophile, and he is talking about nonfiction for the whole week. So let's see. We've talked about beavers. We've talked about Dick Gregory, and we talked about the problem with politics. Yes. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about John F. Kennedy and Nikita Khrushchev. Oh. And the abyss is Nuclear Crisis Cuba, 1962. The Cuban Missile, also known as the Cuban Missile Precisely. Yeah. It's probably named that because it's written by Max Hastings, who reads the introduction and happily does not continue and narrate the uh, the book, because the, the reader, John Hopkins, is gifted. And I'm sure you know his work. He does a lot of mysteries and he does a lot of other kinds of thing. And he is just exceptional. Yes. It is an Earphones Award winner for all the right reasons. First thing, this is a dramatic, powerfully intense, nerve-wracking story. One of the great nerve-wracking historical moments that, that any of us will ever remember or read about. Hastings, the author, is is a good popularizer, and he is uh, unafraid to be opinionated, and that makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let me just say, I, I believe Hopkins' voice and his voicing and his stylizing, his sense of the dramatic is fully on display here. And, you know, this is the ultimate story of brinksmanship. The world almost came to an end. It also has Fidel Castro as not a lovable character, almost was ready to sacrifice himself, his country, the world for his own sort of ego. And the the people who come out as the ones who are the adults in the room are JFK and Nikita Khrushchev, among others. Bobby Kennedy is, is, is quite an important character, you know, as we know in the Kennedy administration and in this crisis. And where does he begin? This will be very important for our sound sample, too. He begins back with Castro coming to power. And that's important because you really want to understand, and many of us have, have, have not looked at Castro for a long time, how did this young man, lawyer, baseball lover, Lothario, become the prime minister president of, of Cuba for life? And you get his backstory, his origin story, and it's, and it's very well told. I should mention, uh, Hastings is an Englishman. This is very much an Englishman's look at American history. And it's very different because, of course, he has a different view of Kennedy and a different view of Khrushchev. How the English looked at this crisis, because it was very important to the whole Western world, is a distinct point of view. And, and I found it very worthwhile. And I really like the outsider point of view of history often. I think it, it really brings a welcome perspective that sometimes we miss. You know, it, it's fascinating because, of course, you know, JFK is so such a figure of mythology now, it's interesting to hear an Englishman say that to them, they love JFK because of his savoir-faire, which would not have been necessarily apparent to an American. I mean, this was a young president in a tremendous crisis, and he was very conflicted, as as anyone would be. But the English saw him whole, and they saw him as, you know, educated, articulate, 
and more of a European than any American president before or since. Why don't we hear a little bit now? You said the excerpt concerns Castro's coming to power? Coming to Cuba to come to power. This is when he, when they take this, this odd ocean crossing from Mexico to Cuba. Okay. This is The Abyss, Nuclear Crisis, Cuba, 1962. It's by Max Hastings, and it's read by John Hopkins. As they neared Cuba, the prospective guerrillas scuttled below decks whenever a plane or boat appeared. The Mexicans had indeed alerted Batista's police that Grandma was at sea. The invaders had no wireless transmitter and thus could not warn expectant M267 reception parties ashore that they were running late. On Saturday, the 1st of December, with their water tanks empty and the volunteers desperately hungry, Fidel announced that they would land next morning. Men were issued with military fatigues and brand new boots, the latter a blistering mistake. Aside from the beautiful quality of his voice, he is so authoritative. And what I like about this is that he seems really interested. You know, that's very, very well put, because in, in a history this long, which is, you know, still familiar to those of us who, who remember that period or who were educated right after it, a lot of retelling to do. Hastings, to his credit, has done his work. I mean, he's clearly a meticulous researcher and he's, and you know, kind of like the blistering remark. There's a lot of that English wit, that subtle, you <laughs> know, rip you a new one while smiling wit. Which I kind of like. I did too. (laughs) Okay, that is The Abyss, Nuclear Crisis, Cuba, 1962, by Max Hastings. It's read by John Hopkins, and it comes in at almost 20 hours, so it's definitely a book for me. Alan, thank you so much. You are welcome. Listen to our new season of Audiobook Break. We have Golden Voice Barbara Rosenblatt narrating Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne, a beloved family classic published by Design Sound Productions. You can listen for free on our Audiobook Break podcast. Support for Behind the Mic comes from author Rob White's The Maestro Monologue. And I'm Joe Reed. I'll talk to you tomorrow.